Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildediblewordpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Edible World Podcast. I'm your very, very hungry host, Michael. And I am feeling a little bit uh, peckish myself. Okay. I'm Steve. And this is a episode that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, it's stuff that you'll see all over both of our social media. Yeah, yeah. I uh, physically assault it just about every chance I get. We're going to talk about moss that's right um it's more than just uh you know the woolly creature that you that you find in the forest there's uh different levels and complexities and and fun facts and mm-hmm. not so fun news and you know we'll we'll dip mm-hmm. into all of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah let's get started with moss yeah it's got twelve thousand different species of moss wow I mean, so it's it's going to be kind of hard to uh and i specifically don't really i'm i'm not that familiar with the specific species either so this you is don't know all twelve thousand. no Come on buddy geez, no god i didn't do my homework <laughs> this time but uh, we'll just be doing kind of like a broad scope on how moss has been integrated into human culture, a lot of our the ways we use it, and yeah, some some fun facts about it. So, I guess to start off, yeah, twelve thousand different species. Um, there's uh, most of them are edible. Some are toxic, so it is kind of uh, uh, it's not a sure thing that whenever you take a nibble out of some moss in the woods that it isn't toxic. Um, but some some do have like acidic compounds to them too, so they're not exactly toxic, but they will give you a little bit of stomach upset as well. Um, but a lot of them, most of them, are edible. Uh, it's a matter of whether they're tasty or not. Um, but they have been used as a starvation food for like you know ever. It's gonna make the hunger pangs go away, and uh, honestly, they don't they don't really taste that good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I've never tried them. Maybe we'll do that here in a couple minutes. That's true. Yeah, we should take uh, we it, take it on moss, the trail. Plenty of moss at our hands, but yes. um, but it's it's uh, like you said, it's if you're in a pinch. Yeah, you know, it'll do the it'll little do the roughage. Yeah, yeah, little roughage. Um, so yeah, you'll want to like if you do plan on collecting moss and eating it, you know, yeah, you can take a little pinch from the tree or the or the rock that you find it on. So I mean, those those right there are kind of indicators of what specific type of moss it is sure um yeah obviously the substrate it's growing on so if you find like a really thin uh kind of uh it's called oak moss that is a known toxic moss so avoid that but um i think we yeah we'll definitely go out and try some um yeah yeah moss is a non-vascular there we go uh non-vascular plant so they don't have a root system they have what is called a uh, rhizoid 
which is more of a an, like an anchoring structure. It doesn't have any ab- absorption capabilities. It's basically just to help it hang on to whatever the heck it's hanging on to. Um, so the they have a variety of different ways that they can reproduce uh, and spread and make other mosses. Again, that's going to be pretty like species specific, probably. Yeah. Some of them are uh, some of them sporulate, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are based like you know not just mushrooms make spores. There are actually a variety of plants, ferns as well, um, spread by sporulating. Some mosses spread by spore. Um, <clears throat> so. I mean, if you've gone out there and touched some moss, you know it's kind of lush. It's it's juicy. It's uh, really plump and fun. Um, I guess what I was going to say uh, before was that if you are going to go out and collect some, um, be aware of what substrate it's growing on. And then whenever you do collect it, give it a good rinse. Like, wash it off really well because sure. of how it does grow. It um, doesn't dig it. It doesn't have, like, deep root systems. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like floating on the top but that includes a lot of grit and like dirt depending on where you're collecting it and what you're collecting it off of um but yeah so i just want to reiterate don't just go out there and um eat a lot of random moss um, but like little nipples isn't like gonna hurt you yeah it's probably not gonna be your favorite thing so uh, i I wouldn't be worried about getting infatuated with moss but uh it is something maybe maybe you should try warning may become obsessed with moss (laughs) and we are obsessed with moss just in a much much different way Mm -hmm. um so moss is can be used for uh like uh water retention you know it holds 20 times its own weight you know I i really wanted to get a a moss bath mat a oh, couple yeah. of years ago, like yeah. plant some like different mosses. And sure. so that basically you just kind of like drip dry on the moss. I have a buddy that was working on a, like a living wall of oh. moss. Uh, I don't know how much headway he made with that, but I know it's been one of his obsessions for the last like 10 years of his life is getting one of those going. Um, yeah, I mean, they're used in a variety of things, like <clears throat> like you said. So there's intentional, intentional water retention, but there's also, um, if you think about, uh, like, there's Scottish ales, okay? So sure. I'm pretty involved in the beer world and stuff, and Scottish ales are made with, uh, like, they call it peat. And it's sometimes it has more to do with, like, how the water itself is, like, uh, run through certain things, that, uh, and it gives, like... Uh, earthy tones but mm-hmm. there are other types of uh, scottish beers where you actually add peat moss into yeah. it even scotch S- oh scotch too yeah scotch like a really like the uh ice the islay uh scotches are really peaty like heavily peated wow scotches they okay have, they taste uh smoky and earthy and that makes sense yeah so yeah uh you know and i guess this is a good time to discuss a little bit of the controversy around peat moss harvesting uh it is considered a non-renewable resource it does uh it takes a really long time for it to reestablish and grow back after it's harvested um and as far as like uh environmentalness is concerned it holds uh, i think peat mosses i think i read are responsible for one third of the uh soil carbon capture so it's like whenever you dig up all this peat moss that is releasing tons and tons of carbon dioxide into the air um that you know should be retained in these really awesome ecosystems you know mini ecosystems because not only are they you know carbon sinks but they also provide habitat for several species of like 
uh, I think it was like owls and stuff. Yeah, like turtles even. Turtle, like yeah. just tons and tons of different animals that you probably wouldn't think of um, that all really rely on this kind of specific type of uh, little habitat. So, um, you know, I can't remember. Yeah, I heard somebody talk recently about collecting peat moss to do like a really authentic um, Scottish ale. And yeah, I just hope that there's a little bit more thought on the... Uh, you know the effects of that. I wonder what the largest like consumers of peat are. If if I were if I were to guess, I I would say uh, probably like the uh, like gardens and and uh, horticulture and things like that because it's something you can add to soil to make it lighter and fluffier and uh, you know help with drainage and things like that. Yeah, as far as I can, I just did a quick Google. And the largest exporter of peat is Canada. And the largest consumer of peat for heat and power. They're using it as an energy source in Finland. Interesting. Which is, uh, I'm not sure how, uh, you know, renewable or not that is. But, well, obviously it's not. (laughs) But I mean, how (laughs) renewable is, you know, any of the other stuff we use for energy. It's all kind of a... Yeah, that seems like... I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything about that, but I feel like maybe there's a better source of heat and power than. Yeah, maybe peat fuel moss. peat is something else, but that's that's what yeah. you get from a, a live googling on the Wild yeah. Edible World podcast. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> Only the best and clearest information. So with that, I think we'll draw our first half to a close. We're going to do uh, our typical length episode today, um, and uh, I think in the second half we'll take you on a little adventure and. Go find some moss and nibble on it, and then uh, talk a little bit more about you know, the situations in which people ate it in human history and uh, its nutritional content. So we'll check back with you after our ad break. Listen to our ads. You all rule. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Also, love you. I... What's wrong, buddy? Well, I just realized this mushroom supplement I bought isn't actually made with mushrooms. It's made with something called myceliated grain? Myceliated grain? Oh, oh no! no! I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but myceliated grain is a sure sign of a poor-quality mushroom supplement. Well, dang. I wanted mushrooms, not brown rice. What should I do? Well, you should support a small batch producer from right here in the Midwest. Kiwino Apothecary. Kiwino Apothecary? Tell me more. Kiwi Na Apothecary specializes in high-quality mushroom extracts from Michigan, and they always use real mushrooms, never, never, never myceliated grain. That sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Where can I order? Well, you can find them at kiwinawapothecary.etsy.com. That's K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W apothecary.etsy.com. Be sure to read their many excellent reviews. Thanks, buddy. I don't want no low-quality mushroom products from a factory. I want Kiwi Na Apothecary. Wowie, wow! And we're back on the second half of the Wild Edible World podcast with Michael and Steve. Woo, woo, woo. We're here to nibble on some moss for you guys. 
So you don't have to. <laughs> the sacrifices we make. <laughs> gladly, gladly. Right. So we're at a stump here, um, pretty thoroughly um, decomposed stump. And I'm just trying to grab a little bit of top moss without the uh, soil and wood underneath. Yeah, that little, that little like, uh, like tendril that comes e- out of the top of the mall. Yeah. moss. It's called a sporophyte. Sporophyte. Um, sporophyte. Uh, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna nib on just because it's yeah. the least. Uh, Honestly, those little top little bits. Yeah. That's all right. Some bits. All right. Ready? Let's yep. do this. Hmm. Honestly, I like the way those feel between my teeth. Ooh. It's got a, actually a decent texture to it. It tastes like a fresh, uh, like a spring green, honestly. Yeah. Not much flavor. I mean, okay, now that we're chewing on it a little bit further, it's got a little bit of, a lot of earthy tones. Don't want to say it tastes like dirt. That sounds kind of disrespectful. But yeah. it's even definitely... Though we, even though we love dirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's more, I think, yeah, it's more of a textural thing. Um I don't know. It actually tastes, tastes like how the lawn smells when you mow it, like when you mow grass. But honestly, it's not that bad. It's better than I thought it would be. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I thought I was just going to start this second half of the episode, second half of the episode by saying dirt, because that's how I imagined it tasting. But, and and it, it definitely has an earthy quality, but it's a little it's better not, than it's that. Not bad. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, a little better than that. So I guess, uh, yeah, we'll transition from that to a little bit of Moss ASMR. We'll try and uh, tune up the mics and have you guys listen to some rubbing and, and slapping. Uh, us, us, you know, fondling some moss. So here we go. And there is the Wild Edible World ASMR <laughs> edition. So yeah, we found this moss. So basically, if you don't know where moss grows, which is just about everywhere, um, it's not that hard to find. It's going to be growing on live trees, fallen trees. We're in a little crook of a creek, so the the river kind of bends all the way around us, and we're in the little like center part. So there's a lot of moisture here. The ground is very damp. Uh, it's sunny out today, so the moss is very lively, uh, very fresh. And uh, yeah, I think a lot have, a lot of it has to do with just kind of inherent moisture in the area. And uh, yeah, and people cultivate this stuff. So people have moss gardens. That's been like a sure. fad in the past. And uh, I mean, I, I love the look of like an old brick house covered in moss, and you know, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's I like, think I've always admired that, and you know, there's always the point that that probably damages the infrastructure a little bit. But oh, sure. Uh, I love it. I think it's a great look. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, uh, how people have used it throughout human history, mostly it has been a little bit of a starvation food, but that's not uh, without mentioning that's without mentioning the times um, people have used it for uh, like packing wounds, sure, or uh, as uh, like infant uh, assistance. So as opposed to using diapers or. Uh, uh, sort of, they would use it as a absorbent bedding for babies as well, you know, sure. early on in infancy. So there's lots of really interesting applications to it beyond eating it as a starvation or as a fun little 
uh, foraging thing. Yeah, it's got lots of applications. Sure, aesthetically, uh, it's just awesome. Yeah. I think, um, and and it's got a couple different uses. Uh, like, like we said, uh, water retention, uh, it er erosion prevention. Uh, yeah. So even though it doesn't have a deep root system, if you if you if you, if it's a like moist. Uh, damp area that moss is going to help things stick together no matter what okay wonderful wonderful let's see if how many different patches of moss can we see from this one spot here so we got the one we're standing at which is quite a few bundles of trees and then off in the distance i see nothing on that hill but behind us, I, fee I see a few spots. And there's a ton closer to the water. I was walking around there earlier. See, okay, and there we go. And we have, you know, yeah, just inherent moisture in the area. Sure. So that's, that's really helpful in finding it. Um, but as far as collecting it, uh, it, since it does kind of grow on the top of, you know, whatever its substrate is instead of through it, um, it doesn't really... I would say it doesn't matter too much how you collect it because it's just kind of sitting on the top of things. Yeah, it's a matter is, of how you clean it afterwards. Yeah, so if you, I mean, if you're collecting it just for like a, like a terrarium or a hobby garden, things things of that nature, like I would definitely make sure to get like a little bit of whatever it's sitting on. Um, and there's a ton of different accounts of people build uh, building little terrariums and things like that with moss. So uh, I, I think that the main idea when you're collecting is to keep that uh, conservation piece in mind. And yeah. if you you come across a huge patch and you want to take a you know a little clump to to preserve and maybe try to grow at home, uh, I, th I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just doing it mindfully, like we do everything else, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, yeah, there is a little bit of specification when it comes to, like, peat moss, bogs, but that's a whole different, like, that's a, a specific ecosystem, whereas mainly what we're talking about is the stuff you're going to find out in the woods randomly, not tromping around uh, knee-deep in water, you know. Sure. Uh, we're out here on a very pleasant day just in the middle of the woods, so pretty easy stuff to find. Um, Pretty little easy episode for us to make. I hope you guys send us some videos or some pictures of some moss you found. Yes, please tag us in mossy pictures. Yeah, we love mossy pictures. Hash if you have a macro camera or something like that, get us some get us some frond photos, man. Yeah. Hashtag mossy marauders. I don't know. I'm just. I like that yeah. kind of tribe called quest kind of yeah, vibe to I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's the. Fun little second half for us today. Uh, we're gonna run it, wrap it, wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for another really exciting uh, episode where you can find the best food for free. We love you. Bye. Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch. 
for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildedibleworldpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! <laughs> <laughs>